Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast, where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 130, Tongue Ties Part 2. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hello, hello. Welcome to part two of the tongue and lip ties series. I am excited to share another guest with you today. If you are listening to this podcast episode on the day or even the week that it goes live, then it is almost Christmas. It is the holidays. If you celebrate Christmas, um, and for everyone, it's almost new year's and new year's Eve. I cannot believe it is the end of 2022. It is a year that I am very grateful for. It's a year that my business has really grown to actually be a business, <laughs> a full functioning business. And so 2022 will always hold a special place in my heart for that reason. And it's also been a very challenging year. Um, health wise, and just with a lot of things that have go gone into all that. And also growing a business is a lot of work mentally. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. It is very stressful, but it's been a great year. And I hope that you have had a great year as well. I'm so happy that you're here. I appreciate you listening in. And hey, if you like this podcast episode, and especially if you love this podcast episode, I would so appreciate it if you took a second to just press pause on this podcast episode and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. That is so helpful for small businesses to get reviews such as yours. I can't wait to share my guest with you today. Her name is Nicole. You don't know Nicole, but I do. She is actually my virtual assistant. I am located in Utah. Nicole is not located in Utah. She actually lives in Texas. And so that is why she is my virtual assistant. She does a lot of work behind the scenes actually on this podcast that you're listening to right now. I do all the show notes. I do all the recording. Um, I upload it to um, the host that holds my podcast, but she does a lot on the back end to get it just polished and ready to go. Does the graphic for this podcast episode, uploads it to my website, lets my guests know that the podcast is going live, and just does some of the work on the back end in addition to other things that she does for me. And it is so helpful. I absolutely love having her on my team. And she is one that answered the call when I sent out to say, Hey, what moms out there have a story to share? She was one who said, Oh, I've got a tongue tie story for you. So her story is coming up. We're going to love hearing from her. 
before we jump into that, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by one of my favorite companies in the lactation space, Series Chill. Series is a three-in-one breast milk chiller that makes pumping, storing, and feeding a breeze. If you ever have had to pump your milk while you're at work in the middle of the night or while you're away from your baby, you know the frustration of juggling storage bags and frequent trips to the fridge or freezer. Series is a sleek storage system that stores all your milk in one place. It keeps your milk cold for up to 20 hours without any bulky ice packs or insulated cooler bags. You have to go to the series website just to see how beautiful and durable the double walled stainless steel is. The chiller can hold up to 34 ounces at a time. It's dishwasher safe. TSA approved. It's even compatible with all major breast pumps. So you can pump directly into the chamber. All my pumping friends agree. It's truly a game changer. If you pump and store breast milk on the go, and I have a discount code for you, you can use code breezy 15 B R E E Z Y one five for 15% off at serieschill.com or click the link in the show notes. All right. Part two of tongue and lip ties. Now, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast episode, I would advise going back and listening to that first, because I really lay the foundation for tongue and lip ties and what we're going to be talking about and some of the terms that we're going to be using in that podcast episode. And you can also hear from Holly, who's a nurse practitioner, as she shares her personal stories, navigating tongue ties with her three boys. But, um, so go back and listen to that. But today we're going to dive a little bit deeper into tongue and lip ties. I want to review some of the symptoms of tongue and lip tie that I talked about and mentioned last week. And then I'm going to have Nicole explain what she saw in her little one. So again, last week, some of the symptoms, um, signs and symptoms that I said to watch for were things like reflux, colic, poor sleep, clicking at the breast, diarrhea, pinching, heart-shaped tongue, chomping at the breast, severe nipple pain, unexplained low milk supply, sensitive gag reflex, spitting up, gassy, swallowing air, white tongue, trouble taking a pacifier or bottle. Okay. If any of those sound like your little one or things that you're experiencing, keep listening. I am going to let Nicole now explain what she was seeing with her little one. So she was a mouth sleeper, like slept with her mouth open all the time. Um, slept really awful. (laughs) Um, like she woke up a lot and she never took a bottle, never liked a pacifier. Her gag reflex was so sensitive. Like if you'd put a pacifier in her mouth, she would gag. Um, the bottles, she would gag. Um, clicking while she was breastfeeding, a lot of spitting up, super gassy or like what they call colicky baby. Um, it was, it was a lot. Um, I'm trying to think what else she experienced. Um, yeah, I think those are the main ones that made me sit there and be like, yep, she, she must have a tongue tire. Like, I think, you know, 
these are symptoms of a tongue tie. Okay, I love those real life symptoms that Nicole experienced with her little one. I'm sure you heard a lot of overlap with some that I explained, some that she said that she saw with her little one. So let's talk a little bit more before I let Nicole share her full story. I want to make sure you know that when it comes to tongue and lip ties, it's all about form and function. You cannot diagnose a tongue or a lip tie from a picture. In fact, (laughs) myself as an IVCLC, I cannot diagnose a tongue or lip tie at all. Only a provider with the license to diagnose can diagnose. (laughs) I have, however, gotten really good at looking at how the tongue is functioning at the breast and then taking a look inside baby's mouth and putting all the puzzle pieces together. The puzzle pieces are blaring that there are problems that could be improved with a release. Then I present that to the family I'm working with and help them navigate through it. I talk about the cost for both self-pay or covered through insurance. I talked, I talk them through things that are important to do before the release, because guess what? The prep work is so important. Like we learned from Holly last week, it's not a snip and done thing. Body work is involved. Suck training is a part of it. Tummy time and stretches and massages. It's all vital. And guess what? That all has to continue after the release is done as well. But now you know that you do need to add in some stretches as the wound heals. And it's a, it's a very involved process, both before and after the release. Okay. I want you to hear from Nicole firsthand of her experience navigating tongue ties. Now I did already tell you that Nicole is my virtual assistant. She does work behind the scenes here at breezy babies. A little bit more about her is that she is the mom of one. She is a public health professional, a certified breastfeeding specialist, and a certified lactation counselor. She provides infant and toddler sleep services without sleep training. She has a passion for working with families to help them feel empowered in their breastfeeding journey and feel confident with their tinies. She is covered by TRICARE East. She's a military spouse and she loves working in the military community, which I just have to say, I love that that is her specialty. So here we go. I'm going to turn the time over to Nicole so you can hear about her journey with navigating tongue ties and uh, maybe a release. Uh, Okay. You'll hear it from here. Here's Nicole. Hello, my name is Nicole McCarthy. I am a mom of one who is now three years old. I am also a public health professional, a certified lactation counselor, a certified breastfeeding specialist, and a military spouse. So shout out to all my other military spouses listening right now. Um, Today, I just wanted to dive deeper into my story about tongue ties and the age that we found out or the age that my daughter was diagnosed with her tongue tie, why we decided not to revise it at this time, and then my top three tips for you so you can avoid the situation that I was put into. (laughs) So let's dive into that. So first my story. 
my daughter was born and we had issues kind of right off the bat with her not wanting to latch. Um, I was having a lot of pain, uh, like cracked bleeding nipples, um, got to the point where the pain was like toe curling pain and I saw two different lactation professionals both of which um, told me that the latch looked great. Everything seemed fine. Um, one of them just handed me a nipple shield and said things will get better. And as a new mom, I just took their word and I said, well, things will get fine. Things will get better. And they just didn't. Um, it got to the point where I really wanted to just give up. But... Feeding her at the breast was so important to me that I just <laughs> suffered through the pain, which I do not recommend. Um, and I, I really hate that I had to do that. And I hope that sharing this um, will help you not have to do that. So when I was having all these issues and it just wasn't getting better and, you know, she was six months old and then seven months old and I'm still having so much pain and, and the teeth are coming and it just you know started coming in waves with that like it would just get worse when teeth would come in and it'd get a little better and then she'd get more teeth and it would just get worse um because she was trying to move her tongue around these new teeth and she couldn't and the biting oh the biting <laughs> um yeah, I I suffered a lot of pain for that little girl, but that's okay. Um, well, not okay, but <laughs> I nursed her for two and a half years, um, and I'm so happy that I made it that far, and I'm so thankful and grateful that I was, you know, able to push through um, with the support of my family and my friends because they knew how important breastfeeding was to me. Um, so, like I said, while I was having these issues, um, I started to do some more research and that's kind of when I became very intrigued by breastfeeding and I said, um, I want, I want to really learn more. So I took a breastfeeding course. I took my certified breastfeeding specialist course first. And in that, at the end of the course, there is a comprehensive section on, um, tongue ties and when I did that, I said, wait a minute, this sounds like my daughter. And I, um, it taught me, like, it kind of showed me how to do an assessment and just a very basic one. I said, hmm, I'm going to go try this. You know, she's definitely, definitely experienced all these symptoms, but let me just, you know, take a look in her mouth real quick. And I said, wow, you know, I just learned this. This is very basic. Um, but I really think she has tongue tie. So she was a little over a year old um, and we took her to a pediatric dentist that was about two hours away um, who I knew was very knowledgeable in tongue ties and also a lactation professional herself. And she did her assessment. She said, oh yeah, oh yeah, she's tied. But <laughs> with her being over a year old, um, there's always... There's always some pre-work that needs to be done, whether that be like body work, speech therapy, occupational therapy, or all of that. Um, I just want to preface that first. With her being a year old, 
that pre-work is gonna take a long time because she's been sucking like this since she was in utero um and then her first year of life so she is compensated so much which is why you know it, it got a little better it wasn't as painful but I still experienced those waves of pain you know she compensated for the lack of movement of her tongue which made it a little better for me at times but there's a lot of undoing that we have to do and with her being you know a little over a year old and then we're gonna have to do all this work you know she's gonna be at an age say it's a year and a half um she's gonna be at an age where she's just not gonna sit still for the procedure and it could be really traumatizing for her so to hear her say that was really tough because I just wanted the issue to be gone um I went in there just thinking that she would do the procedure and I'm so glad now knowing everything that I know that she didn't um, because that pre-work is so important but you know we left the office and we're like wow you know this probably isn't something we can revise right now you know I think we're gonna wait until she's a little older um we can really explain it to her and she can sit still and it just won't be so traumatizing for her um so she's three she still has her tongue tie um but I want to share three tips that I have for you so you can avoid um the situation that I went through and all the pain that I had to go through so my first tip is to trust your gut if you think something's wrong even though you are being told that everything is fine like I was trust your gut it's okay to question the providers that you are seeing you know your baby best you know your body best you know if their advice is not working for you so trust your gut which leads me into my second tip of don't be afraid to seek a second opinion if you're not satisfied if you're not getting the help if you're not seeing the results if that means seeing another lactation professional and breaking up with the one that you have that's okay um you need to do what you need to do to get the help that you need um which rolls into my third tip of when you are seeking that second or maybe third opinion like it was in my case make sure you're seeing someone who is experienced in tongue ties so you can ask around in your community um i'm i know there i can't think of them off the top of my head brie i'm sure you know them better than I do um, and can link them below. Um, I know there's guides and websites where you can go to to find lactation consultants who like quote-unquote specialize in ties um, and you can find one in your area but make sure you are seeing if that if you like wholeheartedly believe in your gut like I said trust your gut that you're dealing with a tie seek a lactation professional who specializes in them like we have specialty doctors for a reason you know not all lactation consultants are going to specialize in ties because it just might not be their thing um so just do yourself a favor and save a lot of pain um and seek someone who has a lot of knowledge ask them what their training is Um, If they just say like, oh yeah, I went through my lactation course, uh, I would say probably not the best option. Um, Even though like my lactation, one of the lactation courses I took 
had like a comprehensive section on it. There's still so much that I've learned from continuing education. Um, and there's, there's just so many things that are changing and so much research is such a hot topic right now. So don't be afraid to seek that second opinion. Don't be afraid to ask them what their training is and knowledge is on ties. Um, and trust your gut mama. Oh, trust your gut. (laughs) Um, you will save yourself so much pain, so many tears, so much frustration. Um, and I just don't want any, any other mom to have to go through what I went through with my little girl. So those are my three tips that I have for you. And I hope you find them helpful. Um, Like I said, I have my private practice called Tiny Wellness, so you can find me over on Instagram at tiny.wellness or on my website at tinywellnessllc.com, and thanks so much for listening, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. So good. Thank you so much for Nicole for coming to the other side of the podcast, not hanging out on the back end and sharing your experience. I know that sharing with others is so valuable because isn't it just so nice to know that you're not in this alone. You're not the only one dealing with issues that pop up. They actually might be more common than you think. So again, Nicole's top three tips were number one, trust your gut. There's always an answer. If there's something not right with you or your baby, then advocate for yourself and dig deeper. Tip number two was seek a second opinion or maybe even a third or a fourth. (laughs) And tip number three was only go to an experienced provider which I am going to echo. I a hundred percent agree that you only want to go to a preferred provider who does phrenotomies day in and day out. They need to be experienced. It's so important, more important than if they use a laser or scissors, the provider behind the instrument is key. In my state, Utah is where I live. I only refer to pediatric dentists and we only have a handful, a small handful in the entire state that I refer to. When I see clients in other states, I help connect them with a preferred provider in their area. And I'm going to talk more about that next week, more about the behind the scenes and what a provider does. Um, or a lactation educator as you are helping families to navigate this road because, oh my gosh, it is a hard, long road to navigate and it's not one that you want to do on your own. And I know that so many lactation educators out there are really wanting to help provide good support for families, but sometimes they don't know how. So I'm going to share a little bit more behind the scenes of how I help families through this road. That is going to be part three coming out next Tuesday. Make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss it. But listen, I know that you loved listening to Nicole. She is amazing. I loved her story that she shared. If you want to learn more from Nicole or connect with her, Tiny Wellness is where you can find her. Tinywellnessllc.com is her website, or you can find her at tiny.wellness on Instagram. I'll link both of those in the show notes so that you can go find her, say hello, say thank you for sharing her amazing story. And again, 
Nicole is amazing. She is my virtual assistant. She helps so much with this podcast, uploading it on the back end to my website, helping with payroll and all those little things that I don't love doing so much myself. So thank you, Nicole, for coming and sharing your story. And I hope you come back next week for part three, part three. I'm planning for it to be the final episode on tongue and lip ties next week. I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear what you're loving about this podcast or even suggestions you have for improvement. You can always just send me an email, Brie at breezybabies.com or connect with me on Instagram at breezybabies. And of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You're a good friend to all. See you next week. 